go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everybody welcome to background check podcast i'm your host jaden gum and this is my co-host jessalyn and Snowman. How you doing, Snowman? You doing all right? <laughs> Snowman. Snowman. Are you doing all right, buddy? Snowman. Hi, buddy. You want to do the show with us? Oh, stay there. Stay. Good boy. <laughs> hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Well, we are here today. It's Sunday night doing the announcements. But um, and as you can see, we're watching the Cowboy game, too. Uh, my Steelers did not fare very well today. <laughs> it was. Seven they, to thirty, I think. 30, 30 to seven, something like that. Yeah. And the Cowboys are winning sixteen to zero. Yay! Hey, that was perfect. The Steelers. Tell me about it. Man, I'm so upset. But you know what? He's still wearing his jersey. But uh, Cowboys, hey. Uh, I don't know what all everybody's doing, being able to do on uh, system wide lockdown, but we. Um, we heard, I got the email as a volunteer on Wednesday, Jessa. Mm-hmm. I got the email that um, that they were going on a lockdown system-wide. That means every unit in Texas is on lockdown. And So what does that mean? Well, that means that um, they have to stay in their cells. Only essential workers, remember when COVID hit and they, uh-huh. they said only essential workers could be out? Um, that, that means that, hang on, I got a little technical difficulty. All right. I think I fixed it. Um, that means people that work in the kitchen, people that work in laundry, people that work in, uh, different areas can go into work, but that's about it. There's no other movement. There's no other, uh, there's no, there's no classes, no church, no commissary, (gasps) nothing. They have to be like Grubhub. Delivered to their door well, or something. But what they're getting delivered to their doors is not not, <laughs> not good grub at all. <laughs> so we need to uh, we need to keep everybody in the prayers. And plus, right now, usually they don't do lockdowns during this this summer heat. Okay, I know we're oh, yeah. almost out of summer, but it's still hot. Uh, this week is hopefully going to be cooler. Yeah, God knows what He's doing. He's bringing He's bringing some cooler weather this week, and uh, we're we're excited about that. We know it's still going to be hot. But uh, man, the the high is supposed to be in some of the you know mid to eight mid to mm-hmm. late eighties tomorrow. Uh, like mid the to high is 80s, like yeah. eighty nine. So so we're thankful for that. We're so thankful mm-hmm. for that. And uh, but but we know it's still tough. We know it's tough. Uh, they canceled video video visits. They've canceled. I mean, obviously church and everything else is 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 gone. You know, right now during this time, and uh, they're telling us that. You know, that as each unit clears and says we're good, then they'll open back up. And so, some units are really small, like the Kyle unit. I think less mm-hmm. than five hundred people. That would oh, make that one 
smaller yeah, than I thought it was going right. to be. That one may not take very long, mm-hmm. uh, but other units like Cofield and, and Wynn and Hughes, those are all like two and 3,000 uh, inmates. Those may take longer. And uh, so mm-hmm. we really need to keep the guys in prayer, especially because of the heat. Uh, but again, we're thankful for the cloud cover that God is mm-hmm. providing. We're thankful for the rain. And uh, we know he's going to sustain you, you know, um, lean in, lean in during this time, you know, um, Hey, what better time to fast than right now? Because they're getting that mm-hmm. they're getting like, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which we don't know how old the peanut butter and jelly is. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, uh, update on the Dallas score at 16 to nothing right now with 12 minutes to go in the second quarter. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Can you see it there? There you go. You can see a little bit of it. So um, I don't know what all units. Some units I think have TVs in their dorm. They may be able to see the, ta- oh, the Cowboys. Nice. I don't know. I know they can't watch it on their tablets. But um, uh, my Steelers, my Steelers uh, lost earlier today, Thursday so- night. Thursday. If you don't know the score of Thursday night football, the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs, the world champion. I know they didn't have Kelsey, they didn't have um, uh, Chris Jones, but still. Uh, you know, I think they, they probably still should have beaten the Detroit Lions. So, anyway, Snowman is already asleep. So, hey, you know, when you were a, when you were a baby baby and you used to fall asleep all the time, we'd be riding in the car. When would I fall asleep? When we're riding in the car and, oh, okay. I'm, and I'm talking on the phone. Uh-huh. I'm talking on the phone. And next thing I know, you're just... I would never fall asleep when I was a baby. But if, But if she hears my voice... On the phone, and she knows she can't talk. So if she's like, if I can't talk, I'm just going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, like I said, it's football season, people, and we're going to be doing. We're going to be dressed in in football, our football jerseys, representing our team. Um, the Cowboys are probably going to do way better than the Steelers this year. I hate to say it, but they, they did they way better are. than the Steelers last year. Not He's wh- all going wh- on no. about how horrible they did. Not but way better. We, not way better. We, oh, he just missed a, a drop. He was right in his hands. But anyway, last year we made it to the playoffs and we actually did pretty good, honestly. Like, I mean, no. you didn't go to the AFC, the NFC Championship game. You didn't go to the Super Bowl, so you know you didn't. True, but good. you didn't even make it to the playoffs. <laughs> Watch your mouth, young girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Hey, listen. Um, so the lockdown, let's see what else. Oh, mail. The thing they did, too, the day after the lockdown, they they jumped. They they were supposed to roll this digital mail thing out, you know, 10 here, 10 there, 10 here, 10 there. But, but they now like- they've September 7th. Bam. Everybody is on digital mail. So uh, so every I've, I've instructed our intern to mail everything now to the P.O. Box in Dallas, and so you need to make sure if you get an application, when if you ask for an application, when you get one, you got to put an I-60 into the mailroom. Once you see it on your tablet, you've got to put an I-60 into the mailroom and then uh, ask them to print it out and bring it to you. Same thing, if you're accepted, when you get the acceptance letter on your tablet, you need to send an I-60 and let them know, hey, I need this printed out. Uh, because I need to turn this in to parole. All right. So uh, I don't know how this is going to work. We did get our first application in that was printed out, and we could read it. We could read it. So uh, I'm okay with that. But <laughs> we're, we'll see. We'll see. Some mailrooms printers are not going to be that great. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have to. If if you get one and you can't read it, just let me know, and I'll call up there to see if we can get printed out better. 
Let me see what else. Uh, Dalton Dalton Hackett got out two weeks ago. Anthony Graziano got or Dalton got out last week. Anthony Graziano uh, from the Clemens unit got out this week, and so uh, no, Anthony was at the Sanchez unit. <laughs> Dalton was at the Clemens unit, so uh, they're getting out. They love it. Uh, one thing that I had to apologize to them for because uh, when I did the tour of the house. At that time, we thought we could have guys live in that back house. It was presented to us that we could, and then now they're telling us we can't, so we have to double up the rooms in the front house. And uh, and I hate hate that, but it's all right. I mean, you're still out of prison, and you're Mm -hmm. still around good people. So uh, I think I got a picture of, 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 of us group. Anyway, now they got to go, all all of us went to Social Dallas together. You know, and they were watching him on Pando, and then now they get to see him in person. Oh, and so, do you know how long they've been watching them on Pando? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But if you're not watching Social Dallas, make sure you're watching Social yeah, Dallas. Yeah, it's really good. So, um, uh, but anyway, let's see. What other announcements do we have? Um, it's National Recovery Month. Oh, yes. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the reasons they said that uh, they, they're doing this system-wide lockdown is because... Um, is because violence, because of the drugs. So they're trying to get rid of the drugs. They're trying to change the way the mail comes in so drugs don't come in on the mail. And, you know, we just prayed last week. We prayed, if you remember, we prayed last week, Jessica Lynn, mm-hmm. that uh, somehow the drugs would stop coming into the prison. Somehow. That we cancel those, we cancel all those deliveries of drugs coming into the prison. And it happened. And, but it's and, not our and favorite this is, way. And this is one way of, of, of making that happen. Uh, but we also prayed that guards and family members that are trying to bring it in, that they have plans to bring it in, that they would feel convicted in their heart. And we we, we believe we believe that uh, we can slow down the uh, epidemic that's happening in prisons where people are uh, becoming addicted to the K2 mostly. And um, and 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 because I mean the overdoses are horrible, guys. You know we know we know there's loss of life. We can't prove how much of loss of life. We can't prove what. The, the loss of life it's for, but we do know, you know, um, that people are losing their lives inside Texas prisons. Yeah, I and, watch the news almost every night. And we're not, a lot about and we're not okay about that. And so we do know, like I said, we do. There's people out here fighting. There's a lot of people that was at the board meeting for TDCJ in Galveston, and a lot of them were representing you guys very well. And so we're thankful for that. And that reminds me, I got some shout-outs from the 85 to Stay Alive rally back in whenever that was and uh, I need to play I need to play those. So uh what else do we got what other announcements do we have? We got some good interviews coming up. Um, oh yes. The, he's got, we got we Jason got Head. Of- Jason Head did I don't remember how many years in prison and um and he he's he's got a great story. His story is about all about saying nope to dope. There's there's hope beyond dope, right? Or hope uh, beyond addiction. Be, hope beyond addiction. The, prison the, to Periwinkles. The title of his book is Prison to Periwinkles, and it's mainly because he, he lo- his mom is, loves the Periwinkles, but uh, he got out and he started a landscaping company called Heads Up Landscaping, and that has turned into the most lucrative business for him. He's doing great. He's got a big truck, and uh, and now he's got Heads Up Roofing, and he's just Ooh. he's just amazing. Yeah, he's he's and. and after Christmas last season, I think we're going to hire him to come do some stuff at our house. But he's got a he's got an amazing story, and, and again, the book just released, and so we'll 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 show you all that. We'll talk about all that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some more stuff that. Uh, uh, oh, it's nineteen to nothing now. Wow! <laughs> Can you believe that, Jessa? Nineteen to nothing. I love it. 
Man, man. I think they're about to score again, too. Wait, let's see. Uh, Oh, they just had a replay. They're, they're overturning mm-hmm. something. Uh, it, Okay, this is Sunday night, so hopefully I'll get this either out tonight or by t- uh, Monday morning. But let me just give you some scores right now. Uh, the Ravens beat the Texans. The Ravens beat the Texans 25 to 9. Uh, the Browns beat the Bengals 24 to 3. That makes me upset because I had Joe Burrow on my fantasy football team. <laughs> uh, let's see. 49ers obviously beat us 30 to 7. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Carolina Panthers 24 to 10. The Washington Commanders beat the Arizona Cardinals 20 to 16. Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat uh, the Vikings 20 to 17. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Colts 31 21. And let's see what else we got. The Titans lost to the Saints. Who dat? Who dat? Uh, we got Brian DePore coming up next week. He's a who dat Saints fan. They <laughs> beat the Titans 16-15. to 15. What a score. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders beat the Denver Broncos 17-16. Uh, to 16. These weird scores, Jessa. It's really crazy. So let's see who else we got. Um, I'm glad it's not like a... One number apart yeah. with your team. My, Miami, like... <laughs> Miami, yeah, everything was close except for ours. Miami Dolphins beat the Los Angeles Chargers 36 to 34. Uh, let's see, the Rams beat the Seahawks 30 to 13. The there Eagles, we go. the Eagles, fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, we've had a few Eagles fans on. Uh, oh, almost a touchdown. Almost a touchdown. It was so close. <laughs> uh, let's see, the Eagles beat the Patriots 25 to 20. And the Packers, the Packers, Jordan Love, come on, Jordan Love, uh, beat the beat the Bears, thirty eight to twenty, and uh, and then obviously Monday we got the Bills and the Jets. Can't wait to see Aaron Rodgers, but that's your update. Um, we probably won't have the final score of the Cowboys game uh, on these announcements, but that's all right. Let me see. It's if, probably if, over already. Uh, okay, hey, listen, I, I can't, I can't, I gotta re- remind you. There's a guy named James Liver who called me when he got out. People are starting to call me when they get out to let me mm-hmm. know that, uh, you know, that, hey, I, we listen to you on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you're in the Garland, Dallas area, and you want to work at Amtex, Chris Ramirez says, you know, just get get a hold of me, and I'll get a hold of uh, Chris for you. So, uh, so yeah, let's see. Oh, Dak's trying to score. Dak's trying to score. You got to tackle. Um, someone's falling asleep again. You're yeah, so the cute. Cowboys are that boring. Stop it. So uh, let's see. What else? What else? Anything else we need to talk about? Snowman is a Cowboys fan on the internet. Snowman's a Cowboys fan? You think so? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Snowman. Okay. But listen, we, we want to let y'all know that we're praying for you guys. We know it's tough right now um, during the lockdown. We had we had the Bridgeport. I think the Bridgeport and the wind unit scheduled. Uh, we're we're, we're kind of pausing, trying to get Social Dallas back in there. But uh, I think we're trying to we're trying to come we're trying to come back in, and again, if you once the lockdown's over, if you want us background check for giving felons in Social Dallas, maybe Pastor Robert would do and the worship team to come in and uh, and and worship with you, do a service. We'd like to. We can't come in on Sunday morning. I can come in and preach on a Sunday morning, but we can't bring social in on Sunday morning. No. Um, you know, if you have like a. Like a Monday night, a, a Wednesday night, maybe even a Tuesday or Thursday or, or a Friday. Most of the time, Monday through Friday, if you have a night open. Touchdown, Cowboys. Looks like Tony Pollard. Yes. You know, I always said Tony Pollard was a was a better uh, 
was a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I could see I could see that Tony was more talented. I have no so, idea what you're talking about. But I know yeah. you don't. They do. They do. Most of them do. All right, so it's 25 nothing, about to be 26 nothing. All right, I guess we don't need to watch this anymore. <laughs> no, we, yes, we do. It's already over. Yeah, that's a good cutback, Tony. All right. Um, so, yeah, when lockdown's over on your unit, contact. Tell your, tell your chaplain to contact us. I can't just call every unit. But listen, no matter where you are, like I said, we've been to Idaho, we've been to Missouri, we had Florida scheduled, but uh, but but have your have somebody at your unit. He scored. Ha- he scored. Have somebody at your unit contact us, and uh, you know, coming up, it's gonna be a, it's got to be a weekend for me if I travel out of state. It's got to be a weekend because we got Christmas lights coming up. Uh, we also got North Texas Giving Day fundraiser coming up on yes. September twenty first. Early giving Snowman's, is already huh? Snowman's birthday party. Yeah, yeah, that has nothing to do with North Texas Giving Day. So uh, if you have people out here on the outside that would like to support us, uh, tell them to go to ForgivenFelons.org. Right now we have like about $15,000 matching funds. So between now and North Texas Giving Day, everything, anybody gives anything right now, between now, it's like if somebody gives $10, it's it's like giving $20 20, dollar for dollar. They give one dollar, it's two dollars. Five dollars is ten dollars. Okay. Oh, so, okay. so anything that's given right now, go to forgivenfelons.org and go to the donate page. If you have family out here that that uh, loves what we do and they want to support us, it's being matched dollar for dollar right now through September twenty first. If you're out here and you're watching on YouTube or, or anywhere, uh, please, please get a hold of us. Come to come to. We're gonna have a rally that night from seven to eight thirty. Brian Dupour, former resident, but Ministry leader now, prison ministry. He's got his own online service on YouTube channel. Uh, he's going to come and play for us and lead us in some worship. We're going to have an online auction where we're going to have some Airbnbs and some other items. Uh, if you have an item that you'd like to donate to the online auction, you know, like Cowboys tickets or whatever, you know, uh, let us know. Let us know. If it's so, something that somebody made make sure you tell them fragile yeah we got um we got some we got some items from an inmate in alabama and they're so beautiful but they've so they've, creative they've, yeah they're very creative one's a one's a popsicle shade uh lampshade lampshade oh and, my um, goodness and so we're gonna have to try to glue it back together because uh some of the things uh fell apart during the mm-hmm. during the um during the transport and then he did a and then a, a, a lightsaber. The lightsaber before you flick it, it comes out. It's just that circle thing. It's pretty cool, but it cracks. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to uh, glue it back together too. That'll be but, easier to glue together. Yeah, it will be. But thank you so much, Stephen, for sending those, and um, and and thank you for all all over the years, the guys that have sent stuff uh, to us for for stuff. Um, we appreciate that. So looks like the Rangers are on a downward slide. So uh, looks like the. The uh, scrappy Astros cheaters um, <laughs> are, uh, are might win the division, but uh, hey, at least it's the Texas team. So mm-hmm. at least it's the Texas yeah, team. Yeah, like I'm all I'm all about Texas. You know, I'm I'm not big on the the stealing stuff because everybody does it. We all did it in baseball. We all steal mm-hmm. signs in baseball. So anyway, uh, I think that's it, man. I don't know if there's oh, listen, yeah, yeah. Here we go. One man's treasure. One Man's Treasure has already become the most downloaded episode on our our, our whole all of, all of our videos. Didn't it beat my yeah, my it even it beat the fireworks show. video. It beat the fireworks video. It's beaten everybody. And so, uh, we want to say a couple things. Number one, uh, you older 
men quit writing and flirting with Annette. Uh, she's married, okay? And then uh, also, don't just don't forget the address to write to them is on that episode. So, mm-hmm. so it's in the show notes. It's on there. So if you need to write to them and ask them for an application, ask them for anything, then uh, get the address there. You don't need to write to us to, to write to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else? Do we have anything else? Oh, uh, yeah. James Liver, uh, Mac Rotan, all you guys that are calling when you get out, man, p- please keep calling. Please keep letting mm-hmm. us know. And if you want a T-shirt, and I promised you one while I was on the inside, you know, you got to call me and you got to give me your address and all that. But if you can afford it, man, I'd rather you just buy one. But, um, but yeah, man, t- we'll call have us and let us know. Texas Giving Day. And go to if you're if you're already out, go to YouTube, hit subscribe. Okay, hit subscribe, and uh, and let us know. Let us know that you're watching. Make a comment on the videos, whatever. Uh, but remember, there are some videos just like the worship nights at Hughes and Kyle. Those are just for you guys. Uh, so if you have a family member that wants to see those, then they have to actually download the Pando app. So, all right. Uh, I, I don't think we have anything else. I don't think we have anything else. But I like don't want to end the show and then forget something. Yeah, I know. We probably will. But that's all right. Uh, we love you guys. We love you guys. Love you. All right. Listen, uh, I was never part of a system-wide lockdown, but I was on six lockdowns while I was in there for three years. And wow. so... It's uh, lean in to God during this time. You know, every lockdown that I had, every lockdown I had, I was hiding less and less and less. All right. Until that very last one, the very last lockdown, my celly looks at me because he'd been with like, been with me for like four. This was the fourth lockdown. He'd been with me. And he goes, you know what, Sally? He goes, you ain't asked me to hide any, help you hide anything. Because he, he's a longtime convict. Uh, and, and, and I was always asking him to help me hide stuff. And he said, you ain't asked me to help you hide anything. And so right, it was right then when the Holy spirit whispered to me, you're ready, you're ready to go home. So, uh, listen, make sure you listen to, uh, social Dallas. All right. Listen to social Dallas. Amazing sermon. Sunday sermon was incredible. Especially you women listen to it. Uh, they had the social social girls one day conference on Saturday, and my wife said it was amazing. And then yeah. Robert spoke this morning, but he spoke on Deborah and JL, who's a woman in that story, and that most people don't talk about. But you, you don't want to miss it. I mean, it's for guys too, even though he references women, and he was kind of just following up the whole Women's Day conference, one day conference. But go listen to it. Oh, my gosh. He gives you all a shout-out, too, I think, somewhere at the end. But it's it's great. It's amazing. And uh, we love you guys. Let's um, let's pray real quick, Jessa. Mm-hmm. Okay? And um, and let's just pray. And, and, again, guys, so far, a thousand of you, a thousand. We just hit a have thousand. Have hit Christ. that Accept Christ button. And uh, we're so happy for you. We're, we're mm-hmm. so – we're – and we know we always pray a prayer of salvation, and we're going to keep continuing to do that because we believe that's important. Number one, that that you uh, are able to admit to God, you know, that we're we're sinners and we need a Savior, and and to ask Him, invite Him. He doesn't force His way into anybody's heart. He doesn't He doesn't force His way onto you. He's waiting. He's docking. He's waiting and just saying, "Can I come in?" Waiting for an invite. Jesus loves to go where He was invited. He was invited to a wedding, and guess what happened at the wedding? 
He had his. He turned water into wine. Yeah, his first his miracle. First yeah, you were going to say it. And so, man, when you invite Jesus in, you're inviting the miracle worker into your heart to live. Not to just do a one time thing, but to live daily and to walk daily with you and commune daily with you. So, so we're going to pray that prayer. And uh, so, if anybody wants to pray or hit that accept button before but didn't really know what it meant, then now we can pray that prayer with them and, and have them accept Jesus. All right. Um, and then listen, when if you're newly saved, go get involved in, in church. You know, Texas, mm-hmm. obviously you're on lockdown right now, but when you're off lockdown, if you're newly saved, get involved in community. Mm-hmm. Get involved in a, a, a community, a church. Even if you're out here and you don't know where to go and you're listening to this for the first time, Come to Social to Dallas. Social Dallas. Yes. All right. We have me and my wife hold connect groups. We were connect groups lead, leaders in Waxahachie. Mm-hmm. So come hang out with us, but get involved. And if you're on Pando in prison, go to those uh, those God Behind Bar videos where mm-hmm. it talks about, you know, introduction, salvation, baptism, the Holy Spirit, all that stuff. That's Even, that's, where, even the category that says new, new yeah, believers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, well, let's pray. All right, you ready to pray? Mm-hmm. Let's pray. Father, I'm, I'm going to give you the words, and if you want to accept Christ as your Savior, you just pray the words with us, okay? Jess is mm-hmm. going to pray. She's going to pray your part. She's going to repeat after me, and that's the part you'll say too. All right, let's pray. Father, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus name by your Spirit, by your Spirit, I confess with my mouth, I confess with my mouth, believe in my heart, believe in my heart, that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died on my died on the cross, died on the cross for my sins. For my sins, he was buried. He was buried and was raised from the dead. And was raised from the dead after three days. After three days, and he ascended to heaven. And he ascended to heaven. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for me. Interceding for me. And that's who I asked to come into my heart. And that's who I asked to come into my heart right now. Right now. I believe he died. I believe he died. For my sins. For my sins. Past. Past. Present. Present. And future. And future. And I ask you, Jesus. And I ask you, Jesus. To be Lord and Savior. To be Lord and Savior. Of my life. Of my life. Come live. Come live. I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you. To do miracles. To do miracles. In my life. In my life. Help me to change. Help me to change. What you need me to change. What you need me to change. Help me to think. Help me to think what you need me to think. What you need me to think. And help me. Help me to share your your love. To share your love. And what you've done for me. And what you've done for me. With everybody else. With everybody else. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. And Lord, we just thank you for this lockdown. I know it sounds weird thanking you for a lockdown. But Lord, this lockdown, I believe you're going to do miracles. Uh, the system-wide lockdown that's going on in Texas and any of you other prisons that are experiencing lockdown right now, whether it's an annual shakedown, lockdown, or or which is a surprise one or whatever, if you're or if you're just stuck in your cell, Lord, I pray right now that that you would do a miracle in the lives of people that are secluded, that can't move anywhere. They can't go to church, they can't go to commissary, their visitation, video visitation's canceled, everything's canceled. Lord, I lift up Texas system-wide lockdown right now. Lord, help us get rid of the drugs. Help us to keep everybody safe. But Lord, I, I, I pray that you visit the ones that are leaning into you during this lockdown. I pray that you give them a special moment, a special encounter, including salvation, but even miracles, Lord. We pray for healings to take place during this shakedown, during this lockdown. We pray for uh, uh, relationships 
to be made whole during this lockdown through correspondence on the tablet. We pray that people get saved from watching other podcasts like Worthy People and Real Vita TV and, and Social Dallas and Ele Elevation Church and Transformation Church. We pray that lives are changed and impacted for the kingdom of heaven. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We lean into you during this time. In the same way Paul and Silas leaned into you through their worship in their darkest moment when they were locked down, literally chained to the ground, and the whole prison foundation shook, and people got saved. You provided a miracle. We believe you're the same God back then as you are now. Thank you, Lord. Give us everything we need. Lord, we, we know people can recover during this month for Supernatural Recovery Month. We lift you up. Deliver people from drugs to set them free from the bondage of addiction. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you for praying with me. And, um, and, and we love you guys. We love you guys and gals. And thank you for listening. We couldn't do this without you. If you didn't listen, this wouldn't be worth it. Mm -hmm. So thank you, and y'all have a great week, and uh, it's going to be a great interview with Jason Head, and uh, can't wait for you to hear it. We love y'all. Bye-bye. And we're ending this episode with 26-0. Let's see here. Yep, 26-0. Hmm, two minutes to go. Second half. All right, peace. Jason Head. Yes, sir. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. Thank you for having me. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy you're here. I love using that sound effect. Yeah. This is the first time I actually got the sound effect uh, done at the right time. Right. Usually I'm co-hosting like the announcements. My, my little daughter, Jessa, will do the announcements with me. Yeah. And and we'll always, um, I'll always be too late on doing that. It's, she, she, she's yeah. funny. Um, welcome, everyone who is listening and watching. If you're watching on Pando, thank you for watching Pandoverse. Uh, we're so glad you're tuning in. Spread the word. We got a great show for you today. Um, man, uh, Jason and uh, his wife's in, in here with us. So uh, we're excited you're here. You're not going to talk. We didn't. You didn't want a mic, but that's all right. All right. We're, we're cool. Jason, thank you for showing up, man. Man, thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it, it's a pleasure to finally get to sit down with you and hear your story yeah. uh, from you. And, uh, and just hear the, the testimony of God's grace in your life, man, because you got so much going on now, man. Thank you, when you first got out, how long you been out? Uh, I got out February 15, 2018. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. And when, when did we talk first? That was during the time that I was still on. I was on when I first got out, I was on a GPS monitor. Uh, I had the ankle monitor on and the, the waist monitor, so it was hard for me to, um, you know, be mobile. And that's when... Uh, I had called you and uh, and tried to get a job working on the highway, and you got me that. And then um, it was kind of hard to yeah. do that because I had to, you know, make I couldn't be mobile. Yeah. But so that was back. That's 2019. That was yeah. early 2019. Yeah. That's when that was. Okay. So now, uh, obviously, you know, we've seen you on social media. Uh, Heads up landscaping has been around. When did you start that? How did you get the idea? And uh, tell us about that now, man. Man, I'm gonna tell you. So um, I had dreamed when I was uh, after I made parole, I started coming up with a plan of starting a landscaping company because I seen uh, anybody like my brother. He had owned a plumbing company. Anybody that's like really, um, 
you know, I guess financially independent, they own their own company, you know, and, uh, you know, so when I was still in, after I made parole and I, I was coming up with a plan, I'm going to start me a landscape company because I'd never really done anything else. I never really had a legit job in my life. Yeah. And so I came up with a plan. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And when I got out again, you know, being on the monitor, that they wouldn't put, let you do they that. Would, they would not yeah. let me do that. So the day I got off my monitor was April 24th, 2019. That very next day, April 25th, I went and got my DBA as heads up landscaping. Wow, what a and, great name too! Yeah, heads up. So <laughs> Jason Head, heads up, and so um, you know, I started out with a lawnmower that uh, my fiance bought me right here, and had a little help from my family with a, a truck, and uh, never looked back. Never looked back, and um, you know, I'm living a living a life I never thought I, you know, could have had. Okay, so. you said fiance, uh, and I said wife earlier. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump the gun there. No, Beyonce, no, you're fine. Wife, uh, yeah, as well, pretty much. Might as well say the same thing. All right, but, cool, awesome. Uh, yeah, I just want to. I didn't want. I want to make sure we got it right. But um, uh, so you had a lawnmower and you let him borrow it. No, she, she actually bought me one. Bought you? Oh, well, it was, it was. It was. That's awesome. Well, it's kind of crazy again how God works. Yeah. Um, uh, because you know when I started the 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 landscaping business. I was starting into lawn maintenance, but because I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing, right. I didn't know anything about yeah, landscaping. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know. I knew I could stripe a yard because I'm right. super OCD and <laughs> fade up my hair and all that. But um, yeah, so she had lent me three thousand dollars to buy a lawnmower, and I went and bought the the most you know the nicest push mower they had, um, and then I just put it on Facebook. I'm a that's great. I'm a landscaper. Now I know you're not on mic, but Christy, did you get a return on that investment? <laughs> oh she most definitely did <laughs> i think you did huh yeah. that's, that was a, what a great startup investment yeah. um all right so you're not just heads up landscaping anymore uh but talk about heads up landscape a little more because you're not just a you're not just a mower anymore yeah yeah so i i mowed yards of all of about three weeks and um you know i went yeah i seen there there's more money into the landscape design and stuff like that and uh i started doing um Stone borders. We got into the masonry aspect of it and started doing these stone flower bed borders. And that took off real good for a good um, year and a half, two years. And then I just started adding to it. And now we do water features and steel planters. And uh, today, um, you know, I, I got a, a a nice business that, you know, people want me. Actually, I got like a two-month waiting list just to, to do work. Wow. Yeah. And I know your, your work is amazing. We're going to... We're gonna steal some pictures from you, and uh, and put them on, uh, and, and show them uh, while you're talking about them. We'll put them on, and because uh, people need to see how how amazing you Appreciate are. It, it's, it's 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 so good. It is so good. Um, and uh, I, I remember you posted one that you 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 had a, a lit tree in the front, the oh, front yeah. entryway. Man, that that that's a, that was pretty. Yeah, the tree had a lot of lights mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that had like eighteen hundred LED. Um, that was I, art of I see. I don't know where you got that, but uh, I'm a Christmas light guy, so I have I buy all my stuff from a Christmas light wholesaler, right? And uh, and they have they have some some pre lit you know big trees like that already like yeah you know, done. You can just buy, mm -hmm. and I'm just like okay, all right, yeah, yeah. That's what exactly what I did for a customer, and um, you know of course I mean they're pretty, it's a pricey tree. Oh yeah, but it's a good looking tree. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it's, is. It's like nine and a half foot tall. Um, but yes, yeah, I want to be number one in what I do and, uh, in the area that I'm at, um, I'm right up there at the top, you know. Now, was there a time in your early days, you said you mowed all of your three weeks, you know, like, yep. was there a time, I mean, how long, 
How long did it take you to go, okay, I I don't need to do this. I need to do this. You know, like, I mean, just you said well, you mowed yard all three weeks. Why? What what pushed you into doing something, like you said, the borders? What, did you see something? Man, and that go, was man, just I want to learn how to was, do that. I, again, I, yep, yeah, I seen because um, – I seen other borders that I seen at other because we used to being Christy used to drive around in a car. Like I said, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I could mow yards, I could edge, and I was good at that. But it's very competitive in that field, right? right it's right. very competitive. So you know, me and Christy would drive around and we'd take pictures of like I didn't have a clue what I was doing, and so we'd take pictures of people's yards, and and a lot we'd go to these million dollar neighborhoods and and we'd see these big houses with, you know, these stone borders and the, you know, different flowers and stuff. And I take pictures and I study it and I'll be like, I need to do this. So a friend of mine, a good friend of mine that supported me all through the years of me being incarcerated, I reached out to him. I was like, you know what, man, we need to do a stone board at your house. And I was like, we'll do that brownstone. And at the the time, I didn't know the name of it, but yeah. today there's so many, like there's four different colors of brownstone, right. you know, Millsap, Oklahoma, you know, um, and so that first job, I was like, it was like 280 linear foot. Today, I would have charged Ooh, like $17,000 for that job. Back then, I told him 4,500 will make it happen. And uh, wow. And so that's how I met Miguel, which is my, which has also been in prison for uh, um, DWI. And okay. I, and, and, I didn't and, know his story. I knew, I know yeah. you speak very highly of him. So and, I didn't and, know. and so, yeah, and I'm sorry. But, um, and so that's how I met him through a mutual friend. And I just I believe that was a God thing as well because he's you know, amazing. He's amazing. He's a, he's and so he's been with me ever since. He's um, incredible. And he's um, from El Salvador. Don't speak no English. Had <laughs> trouble with alcohol abuse or whatever. Turned it around. He can't speak no English. And here I am. Uh, and he's very good at what he does. I'm yeah. good at what I do. He's good at what he does. So we make a good team. But so that's how we met, and we just took off on the stone borders because um, you know when you have good work, the work's going to sell itself. Yeah. And um, Christy had moved into a, a community called the Heath Golf and Yacht Club and uh, is right on the lake, golf course community. She stayed on the corner. I said, you know what? We're going to we're gonna use your house as an advertisement. Wow. You know? And so awesome. and that's exactly what happened. You know, and that community um, and the whole Rockwall community has been shown nothing but love. Uh, you know, and they all know my testimony. You know, the thing about it is, is if you provide a good service, and you're honest and you're sincere, man, they all know my story. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to, I mean, I look like, you know, something off of Con Air or something, you know? <laughs> and, um, as, but the thing about it is, is, you know, there's, you know, a lot of good people are just gen genuinely wired to root for the underdog. Yeah. If you're honest and you're sincere and you're, you're trying to turn it around. That's so, good. Yeah. Yep. And it helps when you, when you're, when you do good, yes. really good work. That's uh, a, <laughs> that, that helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, and then now you have Heads Up Roofing? Yes, sir. Uh, we started that probably, I guess, about... June 2nd. June 2nd. Okay. My faithful assistant right here. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and so we started that. You know, I did, I've got a lot of friends that are in the roofing business, and um, um, I've seen them do really well. And uh, Christy had actually lost her job as a mortgage underwriter like eight, nine months ago. And so I'm trying to start something else to supplement that income for yep. her as well. And she's, we both dove into it, you know, head first. And we're trying to learn at the same time, prioritize my, yeah, everything else I got going yeah, on, yeah, you yeah. know. So uh, it's kind of been a, a slow process, but we actually just finished our first roof Friday afternoon. Congratulations. Yeah, I think that deserves a sound effect. <laughs> yeah. 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 
That's awesome. Um, yeah. All right, so we will we will get into in just a minute of how y'all met and how y'all's lives crossed. Um, but before we do that, I would like to talk about your book. Okay, most definitely, brother. So let's talk. You're because you're an author now. You're a business owner. You're a multi business <laughs> owner. Yeah. Uh, but you're an author now, and you're a speaker. And uh, your first book of many, yeah, just came out. And so it's uh, what's the name of it? From prison to periwinkles. From prison to peri. Now tell us the story behind the title, behind the name of the book. So periwinkles is another is one of my mom's favorite flowers, mm. and so uh, that's another flower that she had taught me. Uh, because she used to work at a nursery, and okay. she she used to know more about landscaping than me, but now I do. That All just right. goes to show you, you you can learn anything when you put your mind to it. That's right. And so periwinkles, I plant for her every Mother's Day, uh, and they go all the way around to her house. Wow. And so um, that's her favorite flower, and I just kind of think that it just kind of pertained to the uh, one one time I made a, a as a matter of fact, it was a post of her periwinkles of. Um, and I just actually shared it yesterday and I was like from prison to periwinkles and somebody on Facebook said, that sounds like a book right there. And if it was, I would read it. Wow. Yeah. And so that's how that happened. And, um, that's amazing. So in other words, from, from prison with, you know, from her stressing and praying and everything else to her favorite flower. Mm, that's yeah. so good, man. Yeah. People don't realize that, 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 that the moms and dads and family does, oh, they do that time with us. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they, for the first two years, my mom and dad never missed a weekend visit. Never. And, um, you know, and even when I moved, got moved four and a half, five hours away, they were still coming twice a month. Mm -hmm. And uh, people just don't realize the the sacrifice they yep. make while we're in prison, the the uh, sacrifice of time, money, yep. energy. Yep. And uh, and back then there wasn't there wasn't uh, phones. There wasn't you know, when I was in prison, there right. wasn't phones. There wasn't uh, tablets. There wasn't any of this stuff. And so the, the they couldn't just check up on me. Yeah. I couldn't just call once a week and say, hey, I'm okay. Right, right, right. You know, they show up one weekend for a visit, oh, man. and I'm in SEG, and I've got black eyes, and they're like, what happened, you know? And, uh, you know, and so they the worry, the anxiety yeah. that we put them through, um, you know, just as we're doing our time, man, they, they do it with us. And yeah, so man. the fact that you do that for your mom now, that's that's amazing. Awesome, oh, yeah. Bro. She deserves it. She deserves every bit of it. Just like you said, man. I mean, I've been on Eunice all, all the way in West Texas, right on the, you know, the border to, to South Texas, to everywhere. She never missed one. And, um, yeah, there's actually a picture of, of me and her in the book. In the book? That's on awesome. Beetle Unit. On Beetle Unit. Um, okay, so where can they get the book? Amazon. Amazon. All right. Yes, so mm -hmm. uh, from Prison to Prairie Winkles, I bought mine on Amazon. Um uh, I haven't gotten it yet. They they tell me it's coming in tonight. I wanted to I wanted to order it and uh, have it have it read b b before the interview, uh, but it didn't happen. But I'm still looking forward to to reading it even after I hear it, you, you know, it. live with you. Right. But um, but yeah, so they can order it on Amazon and uh, and I would encourage every family out there, um, if you can afford it, to buy it to buy it for your loved one and send it into them because Jason's story. Uh, it is amazing. It, it's a, it's a great it's a great comeback story. It's a great redemptive story, and uh, and I think that uh, I think you should buy it for your loved one in prison. All right, for all your loved ones, even if you have multiple loved ones in prison, <laughs> buy it. Uh, okay. So, uh, do you want to talk about how y'all met? Yeah. So me, I want to know. <laughs> uh, so Christy, um, 
She was a junior in high school when I was a freshman. Okay, so y'all yeah. were, y'all went to high school together. Yeah, uh-huh. that's and, awesome. And so she was uh, by far the most prettiest girl in the school. And at that time, I was a awkward. You know, I was 15 years old, just started my hardcore addiction. Uh, at you know, age 15, I was already smoking crack, cocaine, and um, and I caught 13 felonies as a uh, my freshman year. And um, yeah, I was in and out. That, as a matter of fact, that year I was in juvenile three times. I went to uh, Dallas County Youth Village for six months. I went to Timberland Psychiatric Hospital for 30 days. Man, it was just, uh, and I was running around the worst parts of South Dallas, you know, chasing uh, chasing dope. So I actually got arrested in the cafeteria at that school. So in other words, I was not on her radar. I was going to say, so you were not she, attracted to him at this point, she, huh? She was, her boyfriend at the time looked like Brad Pitt on steroids. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. And um, and so, but anyway, so we actually um, seen each other at a, uh, a friend of mine's um Funeral in 2000, a good friend of mine, he uh, he actually got killed um, and um, behind drug-related crimes. And uh, he got, and so we we were kind of, I remember the last time I seen her, we were leaving the funeral. and um, So obviously he meant something to both of y'all. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so that's was, how y'all were, that's why y'all were at the same funeral together. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. And so, and I talk about it in my book, and... Um, um, and so we, we were just kind of checking each other out and I'll never forget that, you know, we locked eyes and that was in 2000. And, um, so it's kind of ironic that 19 years later, we seen each other at another funeral, which was a bo- another mutual. Wait, friend. wait, the funeral you were just talking about was before you went to prison? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So y'all, y'all saw each other before that yeah, right, right. and then all these years later you end up at another funeral together yeah mm-hmm. okay now i'm tracking you now i'm tracking i was i thought you were already talking about a funeral like just recently and that's how y'all got but you, yeah well, that was way back then that was and now like, there's another funeral in 2019 okay. and there was another mutual friend of ours okay. that passed away behind uh, a drug addiction and alcoholic issues all right and so uh we hooked up from that point and uh you know you know, she used to come over to my mom's house because I was still on a GPS monitor and everything. And uh, we watched movies and eat food. And, um, you know, we've been together ever since. You know, we've had our ups and downs, but, you know, we, we all love do. each other. We yeah. all do. We all have our ups and downs. But we got a good thing going today. <laughs> and so uh, I'm lucky to have her in my life, man. And she's uh, she's been real. She, she helps me out a lot. She's my voice of reason. You know, for so many years of my life, I lived a certain way. Uh, and you know, I still today I gotta check myself every now and then yeah. when when I get outside of character or whatnot. Um, you know, pray about it, and or she'll say you need to pray about it. <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. and so, but uh, she's uh, uh, definitely my better half and my voice of reason. So I'm, I'm telling I'm, you, behind every amazing successful man is the most incredible, yeah, the most incredible, incredibly yeah. gifted, incredibly talented, nurturing, caring uh, woman. I mean, I wouldn't be what I am today without my wife. Yeah, so. she's definitely. Uh, I, I believe it was a God thing, brother. I, yeah. I, I I believe our spirits were connected. Absolutely, uh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, now we got to have y'all back on later, like during February when we do Love Story Month. Have y'all back <laughs> on to share your love story. All right, sound good. <laughs> Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, we've already talked about your businesses, the book. 
uh, your relationship. There's nothing else to do except to dig into your background now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what the story's all, the show's all about, Background Check Podcast. Uh, you know, we started it because, you know, I love taking something negative and turn it into something positive. Yeah. Um, forgiven felons. Felons. Um, when I was in prison, I prayed that that God would remove that that name from my existence because it was going to be hard to do things I wanted to do as a felon. And he said, no, I want you to embrace it. And I said, embrace it. He goes, just because you embrace it doesn't mean you have to let it identify you. And then he said, for felons, it's a noun. A noun is, is, is what it is. But when you put an adjective in front of a noun, it changes the perspective of the noun. Mm-hmm. You know, hair is just a noun. But if you say blonde hair, brown hair, right, right. we don't know what to think about the hair until we see the descriptive adjective in front of it. Mm-hmm. And so felons, people just have this idea of what a felon is. And so from that point on, the Lord was like, today, no longer are you a felon, you are a forgiven felon. And people, because of that adjective, people are going to see you differently, see your noun differently. Right. And you're going to see yourself differently. And so uh, Background Check Podcast, same thing. I love to argue God uh, with God about stupid stuff. He's like, let's start a podcast. I'm like, what do I name it? He's like, call it Background Check. Background Check is such a negative tool. We use the Background Check to search for negative stuff in people's past to disqualify them from a present or future. Right. That's what we use it for. Mm-hmm. We use it to try to find anything negative. And so I just said, all right, well, we'll call it Background Check Podcast, and it'll just be about acknowledging our background, but also not accepting the fact that our background has to define our present and our future. And so um, I think that's when the, the Lord kind of gave me that whole, your background should, shouldn't should hold you back, because we let it. We Sometimes we let right. it. Oh, society even... society. Let's it when a, when a company doesn't hire somebody because of their background. Now that company is using your background to hold you back. Mm. So society will try to hold us back using our own background, and so we have to put a demand. Uh, and he kind of gave me the scripture in the Bible where it says, "The thief, you know, stole. Let him steal no more, but let him pay back seven times mm. what he stole." And so I just tell everybody, "Hey." I'm going to put a demand on my background, on my story, on my past to not just sit there and try to hide, but now you're going to you're going to pay me back. You owe me some money. I lost some jobs because of my background. Yeah. You owe me some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you owe me a relationship. You know, my background led me to my my wife. Mm-hmm. So my background paid me back with the be- most beautiful beautiful wife. And so so we've already heard about how your background is paying you back. But now let's uh, let's talk about that background, man. What was it like growing up in the in the head household? Well, brothers, sisters. But I had a, I got a brother and a sister. Okay. Uh, my dad is a ex marine. Um, my mom, she's a heck of a cook. Um, my dad was a, a like I said, an ex marine corps type individual. Real hard, practiced hard. You better make your bed, you know. I mean, he instilled Ooh, some man. good values in me. Yeah, yeah. But we also got our butts busted, man, when we didn't. And, like, I mean, they were they were for real. But he, I think he just did it out of love and wanted to better us in every way. Right. Um, you know, during that time growing up, I used to watch my mom and dad fight a lot. My dad, uh, even though he was a hard worker, I think he struggled with alcohol uh, addiction and, and drug addiction. Yeah. But he never stopped working. You know, he and he always provided for us. But they also fight, and it was physical, and I used to see, uh, um, you know, things happen, you know. And so 
Um, and later on in life, it would be the same thing with me, yeah. you know, I, unfortunately, you know, uh, but I think it's because, of, you know, he was under the influence of, you know, substances or whatnot. But right. but I love him, man. He's been a, a great, great uh, man in my life. Uh, so him and my mom divorced when I was 13 years old and mm -hmm. uh, me and my brother just ran wild. You know, we went from having a strict Marine Corps type dad to nothing. Oh, wow. And yeah. then my mom falls into de depression and, you know, could barely get up off the couch. And me and my brother are running wild and, you know, smoking weed. And, uh, I mean, we did, you know, the drug started early for us. And by the time I was 14, um, you know, started doing, you know, lines of cocaine. And then by 15, I was smoking crack and everything else. So now where, where were you getting a hold of all this? Were you hanging around? Who did you start hanging around that, well, there was a bunch that got of us, you into all uh, that? There was uh, a couple kids in the neighborhood that was, you know, in our neighborhood, there was probably about 40 of us kids, man, that was just like, you Where'd know, you grow up? In Mesquite. Mesquite, mm -hmm. okay. But it was right on the edge of Southeast Dallas, Pleasant Grove Pleasant area. Pleasant Grove, all right. Um, and, um, and that was my old stomping grounds and where I got in so much trouble at. But, yeah, and so it just escalated from there. I mean, I mean, it was just one, you know, disastrous episode after the other because one thing about me is I've always been full blast, whether it's on a positive note or a negative. Yeah, yeah, and the same way, 100%, all there is good or bad. Yes. And so when I messed up, I messed up severely. And like I said, uh, you know, I started going to, to juveniles and youth villages and psychiatric hospitals at, you know, 15 years old, 14, 15 years old. And um, and it just escalated from there, you know. And so, I mean, I got some good parents and uh, they're still alive and they supported me and, uh, you know, through the thick and thin and even, you know, um, today, you know, they, they're finally like, you know, this, he's, I think he's finally got it together, you nice, know? Nice. And so <laughs> from the time I was, you know, you know, 14 to 41 years old, I was a drug addict, you know? And, uh, um, you know, I, I spent almost 15 years, well, 15 years, eight months in, in Texas prisons. And from 99 to 2018, I got five TDC numbers. Uh, um, you know, it was in and out, in and out, in and out. So, um, you know, for me, it would have been better if I just did it, you know, flat time than going in and out of the city and county jails and transfer units and just getting moved around so much. It just makes it even that much harder and wasting yeah. that much more time. But, uh, you know, finally on uh, Christmas Day 2015 on, on, on the Styles unit in Beaumont, Texas, uh, I said, you know what, I'm fixing to give myself the best Christmas present ever, and that's my sobriety. And from that day forward, brother, like I said, man, I'm living a dream, you know, that you know, I never thought would would happen. And it's all because of that one decision I made yeah. to leave the dope alone, you know, and then uh and then get out there and bust my butt. Yeah. You know, so and like and one of the things in my book is, you know, is you know, I wanna the the story I'm trying to tell is it's never too late to start over. Yeah. If I can do it, anybody can do it. But you gotta want it. You know, so thing about it is is uh there's a lot of opportunity out here you know and uh when i first got out of prison i tried to get a job at planet fitness being a uh, third shift custodian you know couldn't get couldn't get couldn't get that forklift driver at, you know different furniture places couldn't get that but it was all because the doors were closing in my face i don't think that's what god wanted me to do you know I, now looking back you know uh, but i but again you know um I don't know. It was um, 
it's it's just it's so surreal and everything that's happening in my life right now it's just like it's crazy in a good way yeah let's let's go back to christmas 2015 um you know because i'm sure it's more than just about okay you just made a Mm -hmm. made a decision to stop doing dope yeah so you know what 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 was going on in your mind and your heart during those times did you go to a service did somebody tell you about something or what was going on in your life at that time can I speak about in particular units I was on? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, so I went down this last time for a robbery. I got caught robbing a dope house. It went down like something off the Three Stooges. Um, you know, six months before that. No, 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 no. Six weeks before that, I had robbed another dope house and I got shot uh, four times with a forty caliber and, and once with a twelve gauge, and um, you know, collapsed my lungs, went through my chest, went out my back. Um, Right. And so I went and then six weeks later, I went to jail for robbing this other dope house. I didn't even I barely made it. I stopped, you know, stopped breathing twice on the way to the hospital wow. here in uh, in southeast Dallas, man. And, um, you know, it took me a week just to walk and I got hit in the upper torso. It was it was it was one of the hardest things I ever went through when I got out of that. And I was at my mom's recuperating. There was a, a hit put out on me mm. from another organization and the gun jammed right when the gun jammed we started tussling on the floor right they ended up leaving come to find out it was uh so wait this person came to your mom's house to to kill you to kill me so uh so he so got in your house in he, your mom's house was your mom there no 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 okay. he was she, he was she wasn't there so come to find out man this was on the you know a federal indictment or whatever he um one of his Leaders, captains, whatever, was going to squash a, a $9,000 debt over some drugs that he got, got caught with, right, to come kill me. Mm. Well, the gun jammed, right? We tussled. Three days later, a U.S. Marshal went after him for an, an aggravated kidnapping that happened the day before, mm. right? Um, and that same gun that jammed on me, he shot at the U.S. Marshal. The U.S. Marshal shot him with an AR-15 wow. and, 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 and paralyzed him, right? And so th- these guys are in federal prison right now. And the thing about it is that if they're listening right now, I forgive them. I forgive anybody that uh, has anything to do because it's, it was all the common denominator and all the everything that happened was drugs, yeah. drug addiction or yeah. whatever, in one way or the other. Okay, so back, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little ADD or whatever, but Christmas Eve 2015, I was high out of my mind uh, on meth and K2, and I'm pacing around my cell. Six months before that, I got caught with some K2 on Ferguson unit, right? And took off running from the law, man. Like, I'm, I'm on K2 and Xanax and everything else. And, um, you know, I was a captain boy over there. I had a lot of leeway. Used to, I could move a lot, right? Too much. And, uh, and so my addiction showed back up and everything. And uh, I got caught with drugs there. So I got shipped to Styles unit. I'm on medium custody. I'm still getting high over there. Have my mom send me money and everything. Christmas Eve 2015, I was like, you know what? What am I doing? Everything that I've ever done in my life has been fueled by my drug addiction. I'm in here for robbing a drug house. I get, and I get, uh, my first parole, I got set off because I got caught with drugs on another unit. I'm in medium custody right now, high, pacing around this floor, wanting more drugs. Hmm. I think I might got a problem here, you know? And so I was like, you know what, man, I'm done. I said, tomorrow's Christmas day. I call it, you know, whatever you want, epiphany. It was kind of like when Forrest Gump stopped running, 
You know what I'm talking about? It just it happened. You know what I mean? And, and from that day forward, I didn't get out of prison until three years later. Yeah. And even on that unit, you know, I mean, there was still, you know, it was a high contraband unit, I'll say that. And, um, you know, I just let, from that day forward, man, I come up with a plan. I signed up for everything that had to do with the uh, in the church house. I signed up, uh, signed up for St. Kobe Prison Ministry. That's where I met one of my, uh, uh, you know, a, a guy that influenced me a lot, Damon. Um, and then... Um, I just quit, man, you know, and, and I just, even my cellie was still getting, you know, get high and everything, and I was just like, I'm done, man. I'm tired of hurting myself. I am sick and tired of putting myself through all this. And not only that, the guilt that I felt from my mom never giving up on me from the day one to even even then, because the, the dope that I was buying was money that she sent. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? And so it's just, I was like, man, what am I doing? What am I doing? So I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done tomorrow, Christmas Day. I'm fixing to get myself because uh, I'm tired of spending Christmases in here, and I'm yeah. tired of getting not, not no Christmas presents. Right. So guess what? I'm gonna give a Chris. This was the best by far Christmas present that keeps on giving every single day of my life. So uh, if you're looking for a, you know a, a present to give yourself, you ain't gotta wait till Christmas or your birthday. Give it to yourself today. So what what uh, what what made you? What gave you strength to stick with it? Because it's hard. It's hard to quit anything. I think drugs, the, the, alcohol, I, cigarettes. I think the hard. fear of spending the rest of my life in prison, you know, because I, 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 I either was going to die or I was going to spend the rest of my life in prison. There ain't no in between. Or I think, you know, what I'm saying just the 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 thought of my mom, you know, n knowing that you know her son never turned his life around. That right. you know what I'm saying, and she tried and tried and tried and tried and tried again and again and again. I think it was just the uh, you know I wanted to show her that I could do it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And um, yeah, and so it's like uh, you know that's why I dedicated that book to her. I dedicated that book to her because though though that she believed in me, believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. You know, and uh, moms through, are great. Moms are great like that, man. Through <laughs> they, but that they somehow, my first book or one of my books, I don't know which one is going to be. It's going to be called "By the Grace of God and Mama's Prayers." Yeah, and that's a good, she a good never, title. She never stopped praying for me, and and that'll even carry over into even outside of prison. You know, because my my wife and I had a couple of miscarriages. We had a stillborn, twenty week old stillborn. And oh man, just so many so many things that we went through even outside of prison that my mom just was just always praying for us, you know? Yeah. And, um, okay. So prison life, prison life, was it hard for you? Was it easy for you? Did drugs make it harder, easier? Uh, did you ever get, I mean, I got prospected. I don't know how many times in prison just cause the way I looked, uh, you know, but yeah. I, I always said, no, no, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm solo. You know, yeah. did you ever get caught up in the gang stuff? No, never did. That's um, so good, man. Um, I never did. I was uh, always ran by myself. And uh, to me, man, there's there's good people and there's bad people in every race. And so I try to choose and and separate those individuals and pretty much just stuck to myself. You know, I mean, I've, I've, in the total of almost 16 years I did, I probably got in probably nine fights. And it was all with people that, you know, tank bonds type individuals that try to run something, man. And, uh, you know, I still, to this day, I can't stand a bully. You know, yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, it, prison was prison, man, and you know, I worked out a lot. And you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, um, what was your favorite? What was your favorite thing to buy on commissary? Oh, well, <laughs> man, uh, 
Man, I don't know. Let's say um, pints of ice cream. Yeah, yeah I mean, pints of ice cream. You can only have those on commissary yeah, yeah, day because yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't yeah, last they, very long. Yeah. So uh, a root beer float, brother. I always and oh. I bought a root beer too, <laughs> especially on days like today. In August, man, especially in South Texas down yeah. there, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Beaumont, where it's real humid, or or anywhere in Texas, period. Uh, and you guys, yeah, uh, I know you know what I'm talking about. But uh, that was probably my favorite. And then, uh, you know, making, uh, you know, I mean, we I used to make some six breads, bro. Yeah, uh, out of rice, and <laughs> you know, I had the hook up in the garden and everything. But, um, yeah. Now this is the most important question. Which bag of coffee did you did you like to drink the most? The black bag. Black bag? Okay. Yeah. I was a brown bag guy. Oh, for real. The gunpowder. I love the gunpowder. Oh, I bro, it. you're a beast. Wait, John let, Wayne. Let me tell you why though. The the main reason a couple of reasons. Number one, it had more caffeine. It, 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 and and I did my I did my research when I when I noticed there was two types of coffee I could choose from. I asked my mom, I said, I said, see if you can tell the difference between this this gunpowder type coffee and the freeze-dried crystal coffee. And, and and the research was that in the process of freeze drying coffee, it loses caffeine. And oh. in the process of spray drying coffee, it, it retains its caffeine. So I wanted whatever had the most caffeine. And I didn't taste as well, didn't taste as good. Oof. But here's the other reason. Here's the other reason. Okay. You you'll understand this. When I first got into the system and started drinking coffee, um, I went through about three or four bags a week. I was drinking black bag. Because mm-hmm. it tasted good before I did my research. And I went through three or four bags a week. Now, that's a lot of coffee, but it wasn't all me. There was always one guy in the dorm. Hey, can I get a shot? Can I get a shot? You're laughing because you know. There's one in every dorm. There's usually one or two. Can I get a shot? They don't ever buy their own coffee. Can I get a shot? Can I get a shot? And I would just, I mean, I I was in prison. Even though I was big and ugly, I still didn't want to get beat up or jacked because of coffee. So I I would give them coffee. And then I found the brown bag. Oh yeah, they didn't want none of the brown bag. I went down to one bag a week, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> I went down to one bag a week. You know, I was when I got out, I had to wait two years before I can go back in, and uh, and and I went back into the hobby unit. And this is way before like Starbucks was the first one to come out with their instant coffee, and it was gunpowder coffee, just like the brown bag. But before that, you couldn't find gunpowder coffee out here. It just yeah. didn't exist on the shelves anywhere. Yeah. So when I went into the hobby unit to speak in 2009, I told everybody, "Look, if you love brown bag, then you better you better buy it all up in here and send it home to property because you can't buy it out there." And I said, "Man, I miss the brown bag so bad." And this was 2009, and I would always tell my wife I was dating her, uh, and I was married to her at that point. I said I was always telling her about the brown bag coffee, and she was like, "Man, I want I want, I'd like to try this brown. Oh. She loves coffee." And I do you know, like it. two three weeks later in the mail, we get a, a package from the hobby unit. Oh, with two huh. bags of the brown bag coffee. I don't know how they the mailroom let that go. You can't you're not supposed to be able to mail coffee out of the <laughs> mailroom. And so the, whoever the, the the girl yeah. that I didn't I never gave her name up because I don't want to get her in trouble, but uh she must have had some some pool in the mailroom because wow. they, they mailed me some. That's some cool, brown. man. That's that's good stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, that is, man. That is. Uh, um so you went to you went to wreck a lot? I did. Yeah. I did. Um yeah, I was a, a, a push up master. Uh, you know, and and I played a lot of ball out there, basketball, uh, handball, basketball, basketball. Okay, that's what actually a lot of my fights took place out there on the basketball court. Okay, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean anything to you know for me it was working out. Yeah, you know to 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 get my mind, and then I read a lot, and that's when one of the reasons I I, I wrote this book is you know, this last time I went in, you know, I just 
I was so busted and disgusted and hurt and ashamed. And, um, you know, I, I read a lot of books, man, and actually it helped me with my vocabulary. But it also, it just, I, I loved, I loved reading, man. I, I fell in love with reading. Yeah. And I read a lot of books that I, I've, I, um, I've seen some of the movies come out. Nice. You know, and, and the, the movie's still ain't as good as the book, but, um, but yeah, anything to pass time. What and, is what is one of the the biggest impactful books that you read while you were in there that you think every inmate should read? Um, there was a book um, we just seen. It was called Unbroken. Uh, the, Unbroken. Mm-hmm. Like the movie Unbroken, the, yeah, that, the book. Okay, yeah, that's it. And um, there was another one. I read a lot of Navy SEAL books. I read a lot of Navy SEAL books, and um, what was the name of this this book? Um, it was about an individual in Arkansas. This guy, he um, he was a drug addict out of like Little Rock, Arkansas, or something, and um, he had caught some felonies. And his one of his best friends' dad was an admiral in the the uh, Navy and got him in the Navy, and he became a Navy SEAL. And um, man, he just he went over there. Well, and, I know I know when you'll remember the name of it is when we quit recording. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so when you remember yeah. it, just text me and I'll make sure we put it in the show notes. Okay, man. People... I apologize. No, no, it's good, man. I always I always want to ask that because man, I read a lot of good books in prison. The reason the reason Forgiven Felons exists, the Transitional House, everything is because I, the first book I read when I came out of SEG uh, after 8 days and my life got turned around uh, was a book called The Dream Giver. And it, and it changed my life. It changed my life. And uh, I think every inmate should read it, you know. And um, I've never had anybody read the book and go, man, that was just a total waste of I'm my time. I'm check it out now. It's really the, good. The it's dream really giver. Good. Yep. And it's all about, man, God God has given every one of us dreams. Yeah. We may not know what they are. They may not have manifested yet, but he's given us all a dream. Oh, yeah. and, and, and sometimes we're afraid to pursue them. Because we live in the book, the first part of the book is an allegory. So it's 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 uh, the star is a guy named Ordinary. He lives in the land of familiar, okay. And 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 it it's all about just complacency, how we can get caught up in complacency that we never leave our land of familiar. We go to our normal job. We go. We come home into our to watch the normal shows on TV, and we just get caught up in complacency, and we never pursue that dream that we know he's given us, mm-hmm. that dream to start our own business, that dream to write a book, that dream to to do whatever, and we never we never go do it. And sometimes when we start talking about it in the book, ordinary, uh, or, I always forget to change the, the camera. The book, ordinary, um, uh, starts to share in his dream with people, like his friends and, and his mom and his dad, and they all of a sudden start talking him out of it. You know, like, oh, you're not qualified. Oh, you, you don't oh, have yeah. enough money. Oh, you don't have to do this. And he was kind of disheartened because like, man, why are the people that love me the most yeah. trying to discourage me? Right, right. And so he went for a walk one day and ran into this little guy named Champion. Champion used to live in the land of familiar. He'd gone on to produce, to, to pursue his dream and got it. And then he, he comes back every once in a while to help somebody else pursue their dream. Right. And, uh, and so the, the whole gist of it is, is he helps him get past what they call the border bullies. Yeah, The yeah. border bullies, they're, they're sitting there trying to get you not to leave the land of familiar. Right, right, right. They don't want you to cross that border. And, yeah, that's and, and it's a really good, so when he finally goes and gets on his journey, um, he gets to his dream. And he's like, man, this is awesome. And he just gets it. And then God's like, now give it back to me. He's like, wait, what? I just got it. It's not fair. And he goes through this tension of wanting to please the dream giver but also wanting to spend time with his dream. Mm. And the re- the whole reason the dream giver said, give it to me, 
because when he when he finally let go of it and gave it to him, he realized that the the dream giver had a bigger dream mm. that didn't just impact him, but it impacted everybody in his path. Mm. And uh, you know that's what that's what forgiven felons is. You know, um, and and the house even the book talks about how even when you reach a dream, even when you reach a dream, that there's the potential for you to for that dream that once was something you were pursuing to become your new land of familiar mm. and complacency. Oh, wow. And God always has they they want you to know that God always has another dream for you, yeah. another level, another business, another level of business, another right. whatever. Right, right. And don't become that land of familiar where you're afraid yeah. to pursue the yeah. next the next big thing. Follow your dreams. And that's uh and, and that was one of the, and that's the reason we're doing the resource center. The resource center is where we're, we're gonna be actually helping more people in the city of Dallas, Fort Worth than just the little ten guys in our transitional house. Right, right. And uh but but the the transitional house kind of became my land of familiar for a while. Mm -hmm. It's like I it's like I wasn't even pursuing anything more. But I realized that there he gave me this dream to help them, help all men and women at, through a resource center on, on another level. And yeah. so that's why I, I can't wait to see what else God has in store for you guys because um, you guys are dream pursuers and, uh, and, and, and he's got some big dreams. Even bigger than even bigger than what, what you're living out now. Yeah, brother. And uh, I can't wait to I can't wait to watch it unfold. Thank you. Know? you. I appreciate so, it. Um anything else you got going on in your lot going on in your life that you need to promote? No. Um no. Just now listen, if you're out there and you need you need someone to come speak, you need somebody to come, whether it's youth, whether it's uh what, you want you want to promote yourself? No, no, you no, no. Go about? ahead, brother. Yeah, no, go ahead. You 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 want me to promote you? Yes, sir. You sure? Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, because I mean, I'm I'm gonna tell people it's going out there. Yeah, no, no I, I want you to, brother. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's got a good story. He's ready to speak. He's ready to speak. Right? You ready? I am. All right. Who you want to speak to? Youth. I want to speak to the youth. I want to speak to uh, to for me, where this all started was a uh, you know being a young teenager. You know, to anybody and everybody. Yeah. Whether, regardless if you're a, a, a juvenile that's just facing to get into addiction or um, you're 55 years old and you want to start over. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's my message. You know, for, for one, my biggest thing is say no to dope. Dope will ruin your life. Um, and we know that we're, you know, um, uh, but also to the individuals, regardless if you're dealing with addiction or not, that it's never too late to start over. It's never too late. You know, I, I didn't start my life till I was 44 years old. I started with a lawnmower and a dream. And, um, you know, some of my friends joke, you know, about you went from a lawnmower to a Lamborghini, you know, and I, I love cars. And, you know, that was one of my dreams that that came true. But what I'm saying is back when I was on the styles unit and I came up with this plan that I was going to start a landscaping company, I never thought that I'd drive a Lamborghini. I never thought that I had the car collection that I had. But what I'm saying is dream big and don't stay in the what was the zone you said land of familiar the land of familiar because I'm gonna Ooh. tell you so just like just like them dream border blockers or whatever yep. there was some in my life as well because I'm gonna tell you though though other people will put stipulations on you but guess what you know what I'm a dreamer and I dream big and I'm going all you know in to me I, I believe it's some dreams in the the law of attraction is real, man. Amen. The law of attraction is real, brother. If you can think it, you can dream it, it'll come to you if you put forth the effort to make it happen. Like, I get excited, man. And and, and I wouldn't, you know, when you uh, you asked me if there was anything I needed to promote, you know, I wasn't thinking of it at, at, at the moment. But, yes, and, and, and like uh, Jay said, that, uh, man, if anybody out there, you know, is looking for, you know, any kind of speakers to come and inspire other individuals that it's never too late, 
I would love to come speak. I would love. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, you won't be disappointed if you, if you bring this dude and maybe he'll bring some books to sign too. Uh, to put you on the spot. There hey, you go. You get ready. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we leave, I want you to. Uh, I would like to ask you to uh, speak directly to that camera that's pointing at you and talk to the uh, inmates all across the nation. This is these are inmates. All some are in county jail. Okay, waiting to yeah. catch chain. All right, so uh, waiting for the rest of their life to be ruined. Yeah, you know, through yeah. prison or whatever. Uh, we get letters all the time. Saying some of the podcast episodes just gave them hope for their yeah. next journey, which is prison. Yeah. And they're just waiting for for their time. They signed and they're just waiting. Okay. And so uh speak to them, everybody behind bars, jail, prison, whether okay. they've been up whether they've been in there thirty seven years, like the guy at the Hughes unit last week, uh, or and they got a lifetime to go, or whether they're in county jail waiting to go. Okay. Um or they're in county jail waiting to get out. Okay. You know, speak to them and let them know that there's hope. All right. Well, this is for you guys. Um I've been there. I've been exactly where you're at. I've been in and out of institutions my whole life. Uh, and there was a time in my life that I felt like it would never change, you know, but I'm here to tell you that I'm living proof that you can change. Um, don't ever give up. And, and I'm going to tell you, come up with a plan and just, you know, stick to it. You know, some, some, some might have to wait longer than others to get out. You know, for me, you know, from 99 to 2018, I spent almost 16 years incarcerated in Texas prisons. You know, and it wasn't until I made the choice that I really wanted to change my life that it happened. But, you know, it's going to take hard work and dedication. But what I'm what I'm here to tell you is at one point in time, I was on my bunk coming up with a plan after I made parole because, you know, I was sick and tired of being a, a, a loser by being under the influence of a controlling substance. That's what it was for me. But when I came up with when the, all the things that I ever dreamed of. Whether it was like, I'm going to get this big old box truck and I can't wait to wrap it and, 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 and make it one of the nicest landscape trucks out there. I did that. You know what I'm talking about? But it all started with just putting forth the effort to make it happen. So don't get discouraged. Like I said, it might take a little time. But from this day on, from this point forward, hit that reset button. Hit that reset button. And because I'm going to tell you, let today be the, the first day of your new life. It's never too late to start over. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm going to tell you, today, I'm living a life that I never thought was possible. I didn't start my life till 44 years old. I started with a lawnmower and a dream. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm real because I, I truly believe that God saved my life to help others like you. Just like JDM Gum, right? And what he's doing is a super cool thing. You know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of other individuals like me and you that we were all where you're at right now. And look at us now, man. Look at us now. And so what I'm saying is like, uh, you know, for the the subtitle of my book is Hope Beyond Addiction. You know, because for I know maybe you or uh, I know a lot of people incarcerated is behind drug addiction issues and stuff like that. It's never too late, man. It's never too late. You see this? I never thought I'd be writing a book to inspire people like you. You know what I'm talking about? Because at one time I was sitting exactly, and I know I already said this, but I'm getting excited now. You know what I'm talking? I'm getting really excited because, man, I, I'm just telling you, it can happen. Don't sell yourself short and don't let anybody else put any kind of governor or anything on your dreams like the like the dream blocker dude. You know what I'm talking about? Because 
So many people told me like, nah, I don't know, man. You're not gonna, you know, I don't know if that's really gonna happen. It's too competitive and this and that. But they're not me. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? I'm not done dreaming. I'm gonna take it to another level. You know what I'm saying? But so can you. You know, so give yourself a chance, man, and start today. From this day forward, man, give it all you got. Amen. Wow. That's awesome, bro. Good job. Mm. That's a, what a great message. What a great message. And uh and again, if you're listening to this on YouTube or, or audio podcast out here in the world, go to Amazon and uh and buy his book from prison to periwinkles hope beyond addiction what a great what a great title what a great meaning uh for the titles because man i i just went i just went into into the use unit last week for graduations and there was four or five classes and one of them was called smart recovery class and i didn't realize that because when i was in prison 17 years ago k2 wasn't there yet yeah and now I'm just realizing how rampant K2 it is. is in it's, prison. It's rampant, and a lot of people smoke it because they don't want to show up on a urine analysis. Yeah. But the stuff they're spraying on these days is like LSD, and it's like uh, like tripping on acid. And so, I mean, you see people falling out in the day yeah. room, going to convulsions, you know, uh, like uh, just falling out. Like it's, it's dangerous, and it'll, uh, it'll fry your brain. Stay, you know, so uh, I, uh, I I was doing a, the announcements with my daughter one one day on one episode, and the guy was telling me that the, the letter we were reading was talking about K two and how he just he, he he got rid of it, and uh, and that but it was a struggle for him too because it was just so in his face in his dorm in his pod, and he said it was a struggle, and so I just I just came up with this thing. I said this is for all y'all. K two is not for you. Yeah, K two is not for you. Not. And so. Uh, so man, I thank you for your story. Thank you for your time, for carving out uh, today, and uh, both of y'all, Christy. Thank you for coming with him. Uh, we're gonna get y'all story on uh, in February, Love Month, and get y'all story on there because <laughs> people need to people need to hear. I think if you want to, um, mm -hmm. but people need to know that there's still some amazing women out there. Oh yeah, for for people like me and you, yeah. Jason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. they don't deserve women like that. Yeah. you know, and that. And that there's women out there, awesome women like you and my wife, that need to know that there's some men that turn their life around yeah. and become and become good men, you know. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so anyway, I'm so I'm so thankful for you guys, thankful for your story, thankful for your time, and uh, and I can't wait to see what else God has in store for y'all. Thank you, brother. All right, I appreciate. Thank it, you man. for letting us do a background check on you. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Y'all uh, go buy the book. Go buy the book and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum and this has been Background Check.